if, if you're really passionate about it, find, find that sweet spot. Just keep at it. In many respects, it sounds like the fantasy story. You both stand back or have the ability to stand back and go, okay, I disagree with it, but let me think about it. Welcome to The Common Creative. My name is Chris Meredith. And I'm Paul Fairweather. And we're on a mission to share ideas and stories that matter. And our guest this week is the amazing Sophie Savile, uh, one of the founders of a film production company, Story Mill. Uh, Sophie's a personal friend, and she's also managed to find that sweet spot, spot between running a successful business and a series of stunning passion projects. Uh, she's made a very successful short movie, Peach. She's currently producing a full-length feature film called Evicted, and she's about to launch a podcast called Chance Encounters. She truly embodies the creative spirit, and she also manages to make money as she does it. Um, I think she'll be a fascinating guest. Yes, look, a very uh, interesting story that Sophie has in her own in her own right. Uh, very interesting projects, an inspiring person. Um, you know, who's not only been able to successfully, you know, express themselves creatively in their in their work and their passion, but also work collaboratively with with a, with a partner for many years, a creative partner, and obviously, you know, to work very successfully with some high profile clients. Um, so a fantastic, uh, a fantastic interview. Still at a very early stage in her career, I'm sure she's destined for even bigger and better things. One day we're able to say, and we had her on her podcast. Let's get her in. Sophie Savile, a huge welcome to The Common Creative. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me. Very excited. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Great to have you here. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Sophie, you and I go back a long, long way, even though you're a whole generation younger than me. Uh, I've known you since you were a school kid. And, and this is a huge opportunity, I think, for us to kind of learn a different side of you because you're a professional creative. And here we are on The Common Creative, learning about creativity. Uh, let's start with your business, a successful uh, film production company. It's called The Story Mill. Uh, tell us more. What do you do? Um, what role does creativity play in that? Yes, so the story mill. Um, so I co-founded the story mill uh, coming up to three years now um, with my production partner, creative partner, Rowan. Um, and so together we we met actually in a co-working space and we were both kind of doing our own thing and I was freelancing as a videographer and he was um, making short films and also doing some videography work. Um, and so over like sort of we were working there maybe three years together, um, we started to, you know, get to know each other and worked on each other's um projects um be it film or with clients um and he's he's a really good script writer and he he went to afters and he studied that um and we started just making short films together he'd already made a few and i'd made a few so that's where like it started and organically just like formed into something bigger so we actually together made um some tv commercials for um the law society of new south wales um and to that we were I was 26, 27 at the time. And for us, we're like, wow, we kind of opened our eyes up to this opportunity that was presented. And we're like, hey, like that moment, of like, hey, we could make something together um, of this. So we we decided to start a company together and 
it actually took us way longer than people think to come up with the name The Story Mill. <laughs> Even though it's so simple, we brainstormed for so long, but it's always, you know, the simple things that take so long to nail. Um, and so uh, we we decided to, to start The Story Mill and um, in October, I think, 20, 2018, we officially started it and we got our own office together and combined our clients. Um, so we actually, we started off on a, on a good foot because we already had clients we'd been working with for three, four years each. So we weren't starting from scratch. Um, and so we, we pulled together and started the, the story mill. And from there, we've sort of grown a small team um, of friends who are also cinematographers and um, editors. Um, but Ro and I are the full-time, the full-timers. And now we have an office in, oh, yeah. So I was, I was going to say, um, in many respects, it sounds like the, the fantasy story because so many people must want to talk about running their own business and yet they get drawn into working for somebody else and a corporate life. What's it been like as a, the founder, owner of a business, people working for you, um, working with kind of prestigious clients as well? Well, looking back from when I finished uni, I really, I didn't, I did a couple of internships um, for other small video production film companies. Um, and I really, I probably like never worked for someone, you know, like I've been my own boss going from freelance videographer under my name, So Savvy at the time to then straight into Story Mill that um, I've never worked for like a, a big organization um, or company, which, you know, it comes with its pros and cons because looking back when I was a young 24, 25 year old, there's a lot you can learn from big companies and they can be quite fun. Um, but I kind of just, you know, trial and error learned as I went. Um, so, you know, that's probably some gaps in my knowledge, but I'm always, you know, looking to do some self-development around that and reading a lot of books on business and film and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I could ever work with, work for someone else. Who knows? I don't know how I would, I would, I'm too privileged now. I'm too lucky because, you know, I never have to think about, oh, I better put in leave to take a holiday or, oh, I'm just good. You know, it's like today I'll just take the morning off and do a podcast with you guys. I don't have to ask anyone. Um, yeah. So I feel I have a, I have a question. You know, I've, I've worked for people and I've had my own business for you know, over 30 years. I never took a holiday. <laughs> it's one of the problems when you work for yourself. So well, yeah, I'm, true, I'm curious about uh, about that. Whether you've actually at such a young young age, you've worked it all out and got life work balance, and you do uh, take holidays. It's always yeah. You're right. There is sometimes you know I'll, I'll work for months and months and not take a holiday, um, but. It's a lifestyle choice. I think my day-to-day -day is not as stressful. It's on a nine-to-five kind of day all the time, and I can take big breaks in the middle of the week, um, go for cycles, go for runs, go for a swim, whatever it might be. So there's a lot of flexibility around that. Um, but it does come with its stresses. Like there, I can't also, especially in the early days, you go home, you don't really switch off. There's always something to do. And um, with it, obviously even a big company, you can just sort of switch off. It's Friday, boom, done. Um, but I guess I've just done this for so long now, it's all I know. And that's just how my mind works. And a lot of people get really, you know, especially when I was freelancing, people would say, how do you do it? Like, you don't know when your next invoice is going to come in. You kind of live week to week. And a lot of, for a lot of people, yes, that scares them. There's no real security there. But I just didn't think about it. I just kept doing it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't stop and think about it. I just keep doing it. And uh, I, or, you know, I had a real passion for it. It was 
it was my thing and Story Mill is our baby and we're watching it grow. So the passion is there. It's not working for someone else. So you are just more motivated to to get up in the morning and, and do things. But it's not for everybody. I get it. It's definitely not for everybody. Sophie, tell me about some of your, I'm going to call them passion projects. Maybe that's the wrong way of describing them. For example, you're in the process of producing a full-length feature film and surely there must be part of you thinking I'm going to chase more clients like the Law Society because that must be a great way of generating revenue and this feature film I suppose could turn in the millions but it might also be a big sink of money uh, how do you balance those two things uh well, that's a great question actually um so there's kind of like two arms to story mill you could say the fir- the one arm is like yes it's all our corporate clients the bread and butter where um especially working with you know, companies like the Law Society, um, they've got a healthy budget and they actually give us a lot of autonomy about, they take, you know, our personal, uh, our professional opinion, um, <clears throat> our professional experience in the industry and they're like, you know, we want to make this video. Like, what do you guys think? Like, we'll let you kind of do it. We're not creatives. You guys do the creative magic work. Um, and so a lot of clients are like that. Um, and that is the bread and butter. Uh, and we try to put as much creativity as we can into, into those jobs. And we sort of sometimes push our clients to be a bit more creative and we'll sometimes get in actors even and, and script stuff for them. Um, so that's that one arm. And then the other arm, yes, that's our passion project. So that would be um, our own short films that we've made together. Um, our latest one, Peach, a couple of years ago, we made did really well in the, um, in the film festival circuit and now is showing on SBS and we've also started a podcast series. And as you mentioned, we just um, this year, we we filmed a feature film, um, which you actually you had a little cameo in, Chris. I'm in the back at a crowd scene. It's my acting debut. I'm hoping it's going to lead to very big things. <laughs> I, I, I'm pleased to see that uh, nepotism is alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Are you allowed to tell us what the movie's called? Is that, are we able to say it? Or yeah, keep so it the... Um, the movie is called Evicted, a modern romance that um, I produced and Rowan um, wrote and directed it. And we we funded that through um, uh, Crowdfunder, we did, and then uh, with a lot of friends and family put in. Um, we got some private investment and also Story Mill. So when we get money and time from Story Mill that we put our little savings away for, we then invest that into our passion projects. And looking ahead, would you like the feature films on shorts to be all of your work? Or would you always keep two in parallel or how would you see things go? Um, as in like things that are produced under Story Mill? Because well, um, I mentioned this balance. Everyone, I think, has either has a passion project or something that they're going to get round to. And it's this, it's this uh, tug of war, isn't it? Knowing where to strike that balance. So I'm, that's why I'm keen to find out from you how you strike the balance. I think we're learning to strike that balance. Um, I think we're really lucky that we were able to make Evicted, this feature film under our own production company that we'd started because um, if you have a writer or a director, you have to go to another production company and then they have rights to that. And then obviously the the line extends to who has control over this film and who's made it. But because it's all under like the one umbrella for us um, in terms of production, um, we were able to finance it ourselves and everything. So in the future, I think we want to go lean more towards the passion projects and live off those. But we also always have Story Mill and all our corporate work and clients that feeds into that um, in the day to day. The sort of the day, the day job to to finance the passion projects. 
you live live off the the, the fruits of the passion vine <laughs> projects. Yeah. Um, and let's hope maybe maybe Victor will be the next blockbuster. We don't know, and we'll I can retire. <laughs> Sophie, I, I don't see that happening. But anyway, uh, I, I had a, a question just about. So you produced it. Uh, who wrote it and directed it? Was that Ro- so? Rowan, who's my um, creative partner, production partner with Story Miller, co-founder. He he wrote and directed it. So we work very closely together with obviously day to day Story Mill and, and um, our passion projects and films. Fantastic. And what's what's your role like in the day to day? You know, you said that you you were a, a videographer. Is that right? That's where you started. That's where I started with with cameras. So I would initially when I when I finished uni, I was like a one man band. So I would be talking to the client, um, sort of doing a bit of pre-production, understanding what the video is they wanted to create. I would go film it, I'd edit it, do all like the sound mixing and then deliver it. Um, but as we've grown with StoryMail, we can obviously outsource that. So we have contractors who are a little bit better at potentially filming or editing, but I still love it. I, I still will be on probably 80% of shoots, um, but sometimes I'm stepping back as more a producer role. So if it's an interview, I'll be asking the questions, but we've got someone who's lighting it and, and filming it. Right. I, I'm curious because this is, you know, I don't know, there was, um, it's a slippery slope, you know, uh, and some people you love it and you're obviously you know, engaged in it. But I just wonder if you've, you know, envisaged a time when, you know, you don't pick up a camera because um, you're so busy, you know, with, you know, running this big business, uh, producing blockbusters and um you know working for amazing clients whether you might miss it like i just i'm just interested because you know you're at the sort of started well you're not more than your starting journey but you're sort of more towards the beginning than chris and i are uh and we both had the experience where you know you start out and certainly in architecture in the end i said i was a clerk architect uh because i was just pushing pushing paper and you know organizing people and, and not doing a lot of the work and 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 that often takes away the passion. So I'm just interested if you have a, a vision of your future in regards to that. Um, that's definitely happened as we've grown. You know, you have to do more of the admin and office work stuff and I'm not on the ground per se, maybe going out and shooting. Um, but I, I don't mind it. I, I get to pick and choose also sometimes when I want to go to a shoot and if I want to be filming that myself and to just obviously keep those skills alive. And I, I still love picking up a camera. Chris actually taught me a lot about cameras and photography so i can also thank chris for that i remember he gave me this 101 photography lesson once on the the triangle of exposure and iso and that i always remember that i always use that diagram um (laughs) but i I still love it i still and editing as well like i'll be in the office and i i probably quite a stronger editor than maybe shooter now but um day to day i'm still at my desk doing all the client emailing but also editing videos and going out on a shoot maybe once a week pre-covid sophie i might get you at some stage to give me some tips because i'll ask chris some tips on photography he goes that's the button <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it that's it what I know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that, there's a button here that's, you press that's, that. that's all i know <laughs> you press that button so uh maybe in his younger day he was a little bit more uh, educational minded but anyway uh back to back to you so yeah um, Sophie, i want to talk a little bit about your, your own story inside story mill because i was struck very much you produced a wonderful short movie it's called peach and i i, I think 
I'm right in saying it's, it's basically based on personal experience. It's a story of a, a situation which might or might not have been a date. And, and it's, it's a lovely comedy because throughout the movie, you're never sure whether this is just a movie night or a date night. Um, and, and it's about you, isn't it? It's about a situation you've experienced. And how much of you goes into your creativity and how, how, much, how much of the story is about expressing yourself? Oh, that's a very deep question. Um, I th- definitely with our passion projects, I guess more of ourselves come out in those. Um, in terms of Peach, the story is funny and it, it happened to me where I wasn't sure if I was on a date date or a mate date and I was um, telling Rowan about this story and he thought it was hilarious um, and he's like, "I'm gonna let's write a film about it. And so he went away and wrote this script about um, the experience I had, and he he knew actually knew the girl that was um, <laughs> who I was unsure about. So he had a connection there too. Um, and he's he, I guess he's very much a like I said a script writer, and he 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 studied that at afters here. And I when I went to uni, I was doing a media arts production, which is creative, but a lot of it was also very theory based. But he's got a real knack for for script writing. And so he's kind of drawn that out of me where he's pushed, he's made these, he's written these films. He's like, let's make it. And I'm sort of the producer. So you make the producer sort of puts it all, makes it all happen and organizes everyone. Um, but without him, I don't think, you know, I would never probably have told that story as a short film. Um, but he is the creative mind around around that, I guess, and, and and pushed me to be more creative. And I directed that film, and he produced it. Um, but it's made me step up in in that sense. The reason I ask is that I think um, a lot of people struggle to express themselves, and particularly for creatives, they become more comfortable about being vulnerable about saying, "This is what's inside, and here it is. Like it or not, this is what, this is what's going." I don't mind sharing it with the world. Um, and I guess, I guess what I've, I've learned from you is Rowan helps you kind of step up to, as you, to use your words. It helps you kind of go, this is, this is what happens in my life. And it may or not be good stuff, but it's, it's what's there. <laughs> and by the way, anybody listening, I can recommend the movie Peach. It's a short, I don't know how you access it. Um, so if you maybe help us out, but it's killingly funny. It's, uh, you, can, you can view it on SBS. Um, if you type in SBS Flickerfest, Peach, um, you can watch it there until the end of the year, I think. Um, and then it'll be, it'll be um, we've found a home for it because it's, it's interesting with short films. It's very hard for them to land somewhere and just have a home for them after they've done the festival circuit, where with feature films it's much easier, as I've, I've also learned. But, you know, you sell the film and it'll be on a streaming platform generally and it'll go to cinema where shorts, their, their lifespan can be a lot shorter. So we've actually found a, a home for it, which is called Les Flicks. That'll um, take its own little streaming service for queer films. Um, and that would just be there now forever, I guess. And anyone can access that that has a subscription. I have a theory that that... Paul, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I was really interested in your uh, discussion, how you've described a couple of things. One is you know, you, you've been very lucky or, you know, maybe you've created your own luck in terms of having clients that are not only compliant, but, you know, give you creative freedom. Um, but the other thing too is just, you've mentioned a couple of times the way you work with Rowan and the way you collaborate. Um, I, I've had many experiences of good collaboration. I've also had many experiences of what I call collaboration, <laughs> where uh, which is a, uh, you know, someone masquerading as wanting to collaborate, but they just want their own way. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, you know, you've obviously collaborated very well. I, I'm just 
I'm curious about about that aspect of what you do and how you switch switch roles and you do that and you do that and uh, and you and you and you work off it. It's very much Chris talks a lot about the you know about improv about the and you know you're very much in the and like here's a story oh and and that'd make a great short film <laughs> and, and I'm going to go and write it and uh, so yeah can you say a few things how do you collaborate that, yeah. um it's yeah look that's very interesting question um i think like with any relationship it's not always easy i'm not going to say it's been always smooth sailing um uh, but i think what has made us work so well together is our skill sets really complement each other so i'm quite outgoing and i really love client facing and talking to people and um and that's how i got a lot of my business at the beginning i would just talk to people and go to events or just friends through friends like i need a video and then it just kind of grew from there so i found that really easy um and so when we sort of combine forces ro and i he's more the back end sort of stuff so he's you know like if he's doing script writing or editing he's more the technical kind of guy behind that and and also he's a good ideas man he comes up with great ideas he's a very critical thinker so um together i think that's what made us work so well and created created us to be like a, a strong team um, so sort of front end and back end of, of the business. And he's also really good with numbers and stuff. So he does all the finance stuff for Story Mill, which I'm like, oh. I, I just had another question. Something you said there and you might might want to answer this. Um, you've said it hasn't been all plain sailing. And I, I you know, we all, we all understand that. What, uh, what's been your experience? What goes, what happens with you when, when you have this, you know, creative clash or, you know, you feel this boundary? That you that from your side you've been able to go okay you know let this go or whatever like how have you how have you successfully dealt with that because obviously it has been successfully dealt with oh that's a good question um I think as we've I think also because we just know now we've I've known him for I think close to seven years we know how each other works and it's taken a while and obviously the first three years we weren't really in a business together we were um, doing our own thing but because it just gradually happened we understood I how each other work problems out or approach different things um so it's kind of like understanding that and then you know like any anyone tell you communicate 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 (laughs) (laughs) talk it through we've had lots and lots of talks um but it's i think that's just what happens it's i think very rare people are very lucky if they find a partner where you know you always have the same ideas but it's I think it's a good thing that we challenge each other and we have different ideas on different things and we it makes us think outside the box or just different ways to approaching things. And a lot of the stuff he says I find at first I'll really I'll disagree with and then I'll think about it and I think vice versa. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way or maybe okay, right, I've never thought about it that way before. And that maybe pushes us also with our creative limits too. Like I think that pushes the boundaries. He's always about pushing boundaries as well with film and like let's do it differently. Like what if we do it all in one take or what if it's all on the wide or like a yeah. So I'm always learning from him in that sense too. Mm. Well, actually, well, I think that's a very, very good answer. Uh, and I think what it does is it, you've touched on it right at the end there that what you do is, you know, you both sort of stand back or have the ability to stand back and go, okay, I disagree with it, but let me think about it. Mm. And uh, and I suppose that really is, you know, the people when they get an argument say park your ego. Yes. You sort of, <laughs> you've, you've, you've garaged your ego and go, well, you know, okay, we'll just see what happens now. And I, I think that's fantastic and it's, I think it's great, great advice for, you know, anyone in the creative field because the reality is, 
there's not many solo creators out there. We've all got to collaborate with someone or or group of people. Yeah. And, uh, so I think it's a, I think it's a great insight. It's, Thank you. It's that classic. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we had a quote. No, I, I love that quote. I love that quote. But look, I wouldn't be. I probably wouldn't be here without him, and he wouldn't be. Well, we both wouldn't be where we are today without each other. That's the reality of it, really. Sammy, tell us a little bit about Chance and Encounters, because not only is there a sort of commercial film production company, there's also a, a feature-length film going on, and now you're not about to launch a podcast. My first question is not what is the podcast, but why? Haven't you got enough on your plate? <laughs> this is another crazy venture. Uh, crazy, forgive um, me, but it's uh, crazy good. Well, I mean, lockdown is not much else happening, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, we, we, um, yeah, look, we wanted to, we, so we did, we've done a short film. We're now doing a feature film. And then we're like, hey, why don't we try a hand at, at podcasts? Because we've done a few podcasts with um, our clients for um, their corporate needs. So we thought, let's make our own and give that a crack. Um, so we actually started it last year during the first lockdown because we had a lot of time on our hands. Like, let's do it. Um, and we had a few friends who had some crazy stories um, about it started off as a, like a dating podcast, but it's evolved since then. Um, and it was originally going to be called um, Modern Love or something like that. Um, and it kind of the more people we talked to like, hey, we're, we're going to start recording stories. Do you have any? And people, everyone has a story, you know, everyone's got a, a story about how they met someone or something and something crazy happens. Um so we just started recording um, with our friends who had stories about, I don't want to give too much away, um, but <laughs> stories um, Well, like Peach sounds the, like a great A little bit like Peach. Oh, there's some, oh, there's some bangers actually that are better than Peach <laughs> um, about being scammed for $10,000, um, meeting someone like a love lust story, meeting someone overseas um, and now they're, they're together. Um, and just fun, some other little fun little stories too. So, so some are grand and dark, and some are just fun, cute things. But it sounds fascinating the stories we're going to hear when it gets launched. But I go back to the question: What is is this going to be a money making thing? If it's not, is it going to dilute what you do from Story Mill? Why? I think it will add to the add to Story Mill and and show people what else, what we can do and. I, I don't think it's a money-making thing. We're not in it for the money. We're just in it to create. We are creators. Um, so it's a, another outlet. And there are all these great stories to be told. And because we have a platform with StoryMill, um, we can, that's why we're so lucky, we can we can do things like this. So this is, but Paul wants to ask a question. I'm going to cut across him. Um, sorry, Paul. Uh, I think this is the magic formula that you've uncovered, Sophie. And I'd love to learn more about it, which is, you're a full-time creative. You manage to pursue your passions, be they podcasts, feature-length films, and so on, and you manage to pay the bills. What advice? If somebody else were leaving uni, thinking about joining a corporate or setting up their own shop, which would be given more creative outlets, what advice have you got for them? How do you do that? Oh, um, that's I don't, that's a really hard one because. Every every path is going to be different. The world's probably changed a lot since I left uni as well. Um, well, obviously we know it's changed a lot. Getting finding jobs. Um, I think I know people say you know you create your own luck, um, but I feel like I also was quite lucky. But it depends what you want to achieve. But I'm a big believer in just and I think you know 
to quote like Woody Allen, 90% is just turning up. Um, <laughs> just turn up to meet people. And if you know what your passion is and where what direction you want to go, um, it's about finding like that sweet spot where um, where your your passion meets your skill set and where you can you can make money from doing something you love. But, it, you know, it's hard work. You have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. There's so many times um, that I was like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, when I, maybe a year or two in freelancing, I was always in my mind jumping around, being like, oh, maybe I'll try coding. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I should try this. Um, but I just stuck at it. You just got to kind of s- stick at it. And I think it's a cliche, um, but it, it's true. If, if you're really passionate about it and you find find that sweet spot, just uh, just keep at it. But, I, you know, having said that, every industry is a bit different. Um, you know. I, I, my, my, my question, uh, following on to something you just said uh, before, uh, in, around your uh, podcast and your in the story mill, is they're all about stories to be told. Clearly, you have a very strong, you know, medium in 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 film, and I'm just interested about uh, the difference between you know story, visual stories, and storytells stories with no visual, where the where the people are really painting a are painting a illustrating their story, but with words. Um, so I just wonder if you have a view of that, or you know, the difference, or what you've um, learned. It's yeah, it's definitely been a learning process starting our own podcast and the different medium and paint you have to paint that picture for people in their minds because there's no visuals so um it's pushed us to to learn how to do that and i think so many people these days though there's so many like of those true crime podcasts and you kind of listen you learn um obviously this podcast is a bit different but it's um a lot of it is soundscaping and and yeah painting that picture so i actually really i love i love doing that kind of stuff i'm i'm quite musical anyway and especially in film, um, as we're, we're in the post-production stages of our feature film right now, and we're up to sound design and music. And to me, that is one of the most important important parts because music can evoke the emotion you want in your audience and creating mm. that soundscape in a scene um, just really it builds the world and people are drawn into that. Um, so, if, you know, you've probably so seen where people watch films without the music and then you play it with the music and it's like a whole different, whole different feeling. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's interesting because of the, you know, the the sound, another, you know, audio sense sort of comes in over the top, mm-hmm. um, and and makes it richer. Do you think you're learning how to be a better filmmaker by, um, you know, listening and telling these stories without pictures? It's a good question. I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, you're probably right. It's even though it's not a scripted thing, these podcasts are just people telling their story. Um, where film it's all it's obviously all scripted um we still have to edit they're still very heavily edited to craft the stories and build the suspense um so a lot of the time we've like maybe reversed the whole order of the story or it's it's told intercut with different things and um so i think in that sense yeah it's all about just crafting it and as we listen back it's like am i engaged do i want to keep listening is this interesting you got to just thinking if this was another podcast would i would i keep listening would i press play or would i have tuned out by now i can't wait to hear them because the style i saw in the editing style in peach is is, is absolutely fascinating it's 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 very unusual and even the name peach sounds like a kind of a collision with what the story is about so I can't wait to hear the soundscaping and I can't wait to hear how yeah, it stay comes Yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs> Chris, bugger way to listen to it. I want to be on it. <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, if you guys have a good story, um, we'll be doing, we're going to see how well it's received, but 
um, we'll, we'll do a season two if if people we're going to ask people to send in stories and if we get enough bangers we'll maybe do a season two. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got some I got some crackers as as does Chris. But uh, you want to hear the uh, secrets? Yeah, when it all um, went horribly wrong. Well, <laughs> Paul has met lots of amazing people. Um, Robin, he's met and, Robin I, and, and, I've, and I've made lots of amazing mistakes. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I look, I do really, and I think Sophie that's a great insight about how you. Uh, edit these stories you know someone's just telling their story but I know that you know in the writing that I've done over the last few years the big thing my editor is always doing is going right take this bit you know from the middle and put it at the front you know and uh and then you know shuffling around so so it's interesting and, and it's interesting that you are you said earlier that you you know you probably better and enjoy editing more now and now you're doing that you know with with the voice not just with uh with film uh, with with visual images, so uh, so I think that's uh, really really curious. Yeah, it's, you've probably heard it. Like they say, you in, in film, especially, you make a film three times. Like you write it, you shoot it, you edit it, and every time is a different. You, it's not what you expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when we started before we pressed record on this, we were saying what we're looking for is a story and an idea, and and sort of shoved into the headlights of that question. You went, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I, I think lots have come out of this conversation, but I, I wanted to see if you sort of thinking about what we've covered. The story seems to be obvious. It's the story of Sophie and Story Mail and your your creative journey. But is there one idea that you'd like to share or, or kind of highlight that we've already covered that you think is particularly valuable? Um, ideally, to do with creativity. I can think of loads, but one uh, idea that's come up from our, from our conversation. Yeah. Or? Yeah. If it's coming from my personal experiences, from where I am, from how I've got to where I am today, um, I don't know. I, I, I always, I'm always drawn to um, just follow, follow. I mean, it's always a cliche, but follow your passion. Find, find again where your passion meets your, where your, where your passion meets your skill. Um, and I think that's the, where the magic can happen. Um, and it's being open, open to the opportunities that life might throw at you. Um, it, you never know. It's you never know where they might lead. I think that's exactly the idea I, I've taken out of this conversation. That, that you've you've got and talking to you have this lovely sense of calm and confidence in doing that. Um, and I think it's very it's quite rare for anybody. It's very rare for somebody who's relatively early in their career. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and look, I, I you know, I, look, I build on that because I think that you know, we we ended the conversation uh, talking about this, you know, chance encounters. You and you know, you never know what you're going to meet. And we and we started by you sort of saying, well, you know, you left university and you know, you thought you'd freelance for a year and a half, and you know, you didn't really know. Um, and you just, you know, you just followed a path, uh, but it wasn't like I want to go here, you know, as opposed to someone who joins a company as a you know as a law clerk and they want to you know end up partner you know that's what they see but you just went oh i'll just do this for a bit to see what happens yeah uh, i just enjoyed so, the um, ride you know um, yeah yeah and, especially in creative industries um it's you know it's on, it's on a ladder it's a jungle gym <laughs> <laughs> you are a, you are a cliche queen we're gonna have to have a similar series of awards i, I look I, I i love a good quote and i actually made a poster once that just said i love a good quote <laughs> I think they, so, they can be so powerful and they can like unlock a lot of information and things if you unpack them um so i always i'm always drawn to that yeah fantastic well thank you thank you very much um sophie it's been fantastic having you on 
board and uh, it's been great to meet you and chat with you. <laughs> Thank yes, you, Sophie. Fun. And I hope all goes well with Evicted the Movie. We can't wait to see that when it gets launched. Yes. And, of course, Chance Encounters, new podcast coming soon. So Definitely. much exciting stuff on the horizon. Stay, Thank you. Stay tuned. Um, if you want to follow us at Evicted um, – sorry, if you want to follow us, um, we've got an Instagram account, which is Story Mill Studios. So we kind of post all our stuff there, What's what we're doing and what's coming up. So we're posting stuff about Evicted and um, the podcast there. Great. Story Mill Studios um, with posts about Evicted. Make sure you tune into that. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sophie. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like not to miss any future episodes, please subscribe. And if you subscribe, it helps others find us. And a huge thank you to Zane Weber, our audio engineer, to Michaela Rock, our producer. I'm Chris Meredith. We'll see you next week. I'm Paul Fiorella. Join us then. Bye.